the side of the nose in. And, and you're not putting the detail in as such, no. you're putting the shadow so it creates the impression. Exactly. You've got, you see, you're creating the impression. That's exactly what you're doing. You're listening to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. You said to me before we, uh, before we went live that you had a bit of a frog in your throat this week. I've got a bit of a croak, Steve, yeah, yeah. It's, it, uh, it came on all of a sudden, a couple of days ago. I woke up in the morning and there it was. I thought, oh no, here we go again. Fortunately, uh, I'd done all the filming that I wanted to do, you know, for the time being and now I'm back to experimental again for a little while so it's not affecting that but otherwise you'd be hearing croaky 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 have we mentioned on other podcasts before this that you're going to be experimenting with graphite uh, water acrylic pencils I don't know have we I don't know I don't- no, you know, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you and I speak of things all the time. We talk about it. And I never know whether it, we've actually talked about it on the podcast or not. But uh, I don't think we have, no. It's something that um, I've wanted to do for a little while uh, because of the watercolour, which we, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be doing the watercolour pencils. And um, I thought, what about trying graphite too? Uh, so I'm having a go at that at the moment. We're going to spend a, it's been a couple of weeks. So they're, fact, they're water-soluble graphite pencils? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see. I didn't think you could get such a thing. No, no. Oh, yes. They've been around for a little while. But as far as I know, they, Faber's got a new set out, Faber-Castell. Uh, they are slightly chunkier, Steve, than the sort of conventional pencils. Uh, uh, so that means the lead is just slightly thicker. Not much, but a little thicker. But they are a lovely pencil to use. I'm looking at them for two things, really. First of all, the they go from HB, they start at HB, and they go from HB to 2B to 4B to 6B to 8B. So we've got five pencils. Uh, and what I'm doing, obviously... 8B is pretty black, you can imagine. Yeah. It's very soft. Um, so I'm going to use them, all of those pencils together, five different pencils in one drawing. Uh, I've experimented so far, and uh, the results are very good. Now, this is the drawing. What it means is we can go, we can get a better black and white image by doing it that way, and more intense. And then... What I'm going to do, I could leave it at that. I, I could say this is the, the graphite drawing with these great pencils uh, because if they are going to be good, we're going to sell them uh, on the store and they're not expensive either. They're, they're a very good price. So what I'm going to do is say these, this is my graphite drawing and uh, I would then say, okay, scan it in. That's the drawing and you can print it off and give it to your friends or whatever um, as a drawing. But then... I'm going to also try using the watercolour. Uh, Watering with, with it, a, wetting yeah, it. Yeah, with a brush. You've got to be very careful, as you can imagine, if you, especially if you've got something like 8B on it, it's going to spread like wildfire. But so far, the experimenting I've done, they actually are very controlled. I can control that very well. So I'm looking forward to it. Are these, uh, could these pencils be in any way linked with 
are they are they a completely separate thing from the graphite set that we sell the BH BNF? Absolutely, totally. Right. They are not uh, water soluble. Uh, I mean, using them for uh, the draw square drawing things. You know, the things that we advertise for the graphite set for. Uh, could they be used for? Is no. I don't think I would do them because they're thicker, Steve. They're uh, a thicker, chunkier pencil. They they won't get the detail as much as the other. No, that those three I'd stick to those three pencils that we've got, the the H B, the B and the F. Stick to those for what we use and for if you press very hard with say the H B pencil, for instance, if you press hard with that, it breaks. <laughs> Because yeah. you don't need to do that when you're using graphite and that it's a strong colour. You don't need to actually press hard. Mm. But So, therefore, it wouldn't really be any use for the drawing, you know, transfer of transtrace, for instance. And the F pencil, uh, they don't have an F in this particular range. So, I know, I think keep the two separate things separately. They are very different. They look different. So, you won't get them mixed up. Have you ever used uh, graphite pencils that can be water-based? No, no, first time it's ever. complete first. Yeah, first time ever, no. I, I've kind of fought shy of it a little bit. And even now I'm thinking, mm, these are going to look so good as a pencil drawing that maybe it'd be better to leave it like that. As soon as you start flinging water around and splashing it around on the paper, you never know what's going to happen. Of course when you spend a lot of time on a picture and then you suddenly splash it with water and it all goes everywhere and it looks absolutely awful. It's got to be so, so scary oh, because you're doing all yes. that work before mm. and then you could, could, could spoil it. if you... Absolutely. So, so I think that uh, I might do another trick which uh, I experimented with the coloured pencils and that is I, I would do the drawing, then I would scan it in onto our usual cartridge paper that we've been using, the thick... 180 gram cartridge paper and then I will go over the top of that because you've already got the drawing so it's, imagine with the uh, watercolour pencils again and wash them because you won't need to, it won't be as intense then it'll just be a top layer if you like mm. that worked really well as people will see later on when they see the coloured uh, pencil that I've done the watercolour pencils uh, that works quite well uh, for that so it might work again in this way this is what's great about it at the moment the experimentation that opens possibilities up though this mm. is a nice thing about it. it it gives you drawing skills which is you know what we all need anyway mm. uh, which i'm trying to introduce but it also gives variation you know oh i'll try this 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 time and i'll try that i've been going back to the pastel pencils as you know i've done four projects uh, since i left the cartoons and they are Absolutely stunning. I, re I really enjoyed myself. You can imagine going back. So this is what I'm, I'm hoping that our members will do. I think they'll try something new, find it quite satisfying, enjoyable, then go back to the jolly old pastel pencils and uh, enjoy them as well. Mm. Learn to draw and paint online by visiting colinbradleyart.co.uk. Excellent. Well, we've got a few things we want to discuss uh, this week. Uh, we've had an email come in from Bonnie, and um, this is going up as a blog, so the images will be uh, available on the website. But Bonnie says that she's found a pin-up girl by Vargas Card, and 
she thought she'd give it a try. She says, it's about nine inches, very small. I did have difficulty making the eye smaller, although I like how mine turned out. How does one get su- get to such a small area? I had my pencils quite sharp, but perhaps not sharp enough. The ballerina I did also had to... Uh, a difficult small area. I did use the smooth side of the paper, which I feel gave me more confidence in doing detailed work. Any tips mm. are appreciated. Mm. Uh, well, that that sounds as though that's a good idea. I don't like the smooth side of the paper, and even if I was doing what Bonnie's doing, I still wouldn't use it. But if it helps her, then fine, you know, go, go ahead and do it. The smooth side doesn't have the same grip that the tooth side does. Uh, but it's still the same paper, so it's worth having a go. As far as the eyes is concerned, this is really, really interesting and, and fascinating because what people try to do when they're doing uh, and copying a picture, they try to do the eye as they see it, as they expect it to be, you know, with an outside edge and an eye uh, iris and an eyeball and a light in the eye, and then try to put shading. And when you've got a tiny, tiny little area, no chance of doing that. None at all. So what you have to do is is try to imagine. Um, let's put it. Let's put this another way. What you do is you like sharpen your pens to, to to fine points, and you like dot it in. Now that's a silly thing to say because I can't explain that very well, other than showing people. And I've got a lot of pictures that are going to be coming up on the member side in, in the near future. And you'll be able to see exactly what I'm talking about. What you do, you sharpen your all the sorts. You, if you're using um, blue, for instance, for an eye, and you'd need grey for the eye, you can't just put blue in, so you'd have to put grey in. So if you imagine if you've got a, um, an iris that's got, that you want a blue iris, and you know that you've got a tiny little area to put that in, if you put a spot of grey and a spot of blue with a little tiny spot of white uh, for the highlight, you can actually make that look very realistic, even though it's just a dot. As I said, it's very difficult to explain it to people, but they'll be seeing it. They'll be seeing me doing an awful lot of them. And a lot of the time, I don't even put an eye in. I mean, in this case, she would have to because there's, uh, uh, you know, there, there is, she's copying something that's already got an eye in. But if I was making one up, I wouldn't bother even put an eye in. I, I'd put a, a shadow in. Very often I just put shadows in and a little dot of um, 177 is my favorite. Because if, if I'm working on a face, usually I've used the pinks and the, and the ochres, you know, the 187s and what I do is I use 177, just use a little pinprick, and you see it. Mm. Well, you've only got to go back to Welford on Avon. Yeah, I see what you mean. So when you're working on a picture that small, it's mm. almost worth just... Um, I mean, I, like you said, it's hard because she's copying something, I suppose, but if, you're, if you've got the ability to mm-hmm. use a bit of artistic license with it, then... You, you always have. You've always got that. I think people do fight shy of artistic licenses, but that's exactly what you've got. And the Welford on Avon, coming back to that one, I've got a little character in that who is uh, on his horse and cart. Okay. Now, the horse is quite small. He is even smaller. And I put an eye in. 
Now, mm. how can you put an eye in somewhere like that? You say, that's just not, that's not possible. But I tell you what, if, if people would like to try this out, go to the picture, not the video. Go to the picture that's on, on the site. Get it on your iPad and blow it right up, you know, with your fingers. You could do it on a computer as well. Or you can, yeah, you can do it on a computer as well. Yeah, it goes right up and you'll see that little eye. And what it is is a little dot. But if you pull away from that and you see the whole picture, it just looks like he's, um, he's got a, a proper little face. But he hasn't. It's artistic license. It's being able to... It's being... You have to... If you think about a structure of a face particularly, and this is what we're talking about in this case, you're looking at a, a forehead, you're looking at a nose, you're looking at two cheeks, you're looking at an area beneath the nose, and you're looking at a chin. All right? That's more or less made up a face now, haven't I? Now, if you were just to put on a piece of paper, just use the white pencil, a forehead, a nose, not the whole nose, just the highlight of the nose, and the two cheeks, the highlight of two cheeks, a little tiny area above, beneath the nose, don't worry about lips, and then put the chin in. I bet you see a face. What about the eyes? No, don't put them in. Don't do anything yet. All, you, all I'm trying to say to people is just do the highlight because once they understand that highlight they understand the rest of it because all you have to do if you did the small enough all you need to do is just put a little bit of um, maybe uh, 187 would be a very good uh, color there for the eyes under the nose the side of the nose because you usually got a light somewhere about it and then uh, on the uh, under the chin and you'd find that you'd see a little face. This is what I do, Steve. This is how I do it. Yeah, I, yeah. So I, you... I find that people, I mean, people know this. They've seen me so many times do it on the, on the video. Now I'm going to put the cheek in. I'm going to put the, the, the side of the nose in. And, I'm and you're put not this. putting the detail in as such. No. You're putting the shadow so it creates the impression. Exactly. You've got, you see, you're creating the impression. That's exactly what you're doing. Right. Isn't it fascinating, though? It is interesting. It is a completely different way of looking at it. So would you say that your pictures are impressionism or impressionistic? Absolutely. But but it's not the same impressionistic as you get in some other forms of art. So, Because impressionism can be quite a broad term, can't it? Mm. It can Mm. cover quite a lot of different uh, different art subjects, Mm. you know, from the abstract to the uh, contemporary, mm. can't it? So it's it's more impressionism uh, in reality. That's right. But if you see, if if you were to do what I said and you blow it, blow the picture up, it looks like an impressionist picture. That's what it looks like. You know, if it's yeah. on your if it's on your computer screen and all you're seeing is the <laughs> face which is blown up about 400 times, it looks like an impression. It doesn't look like a face. It just looks like an impression. That's true. So you're still, well, I would still call it impression. You could call it detailed impressionism, I mean, if you like. I mean, that it's a contrary, uh, but it would work. You know, it's a contradiction in terms of that. But it could, you could describe it like that, you know, as a, a detailed impressionism. Hmm. Interesting. It's fascinating. It so coming, going back to Bonnie, um, what she has done, because you, you showed me the picture, the, the eyes are a bit large. 
they are a bit tiny, a bit large. So she could make them smaller? The way I just told her. Great. Brilliant. Okay, good. Excellent. Good topic of discussion, that. Um, so Ivana uh, also uh, sent in her bowl of cherries, which she was talking about that she was struggling with. And uh, we did a, a blog post talking about what you should do when you're perhaps uns- unsatisfied with the work in progress and what you should do with it. I thought it'd be worth talking mm. about as well uh, that mentality uh, of approaching a picture because uh, of, of doing a picture and deciding whether you want to carry on mm. or ditch it or mm. or just take a break and take a break is basically what your answer was wasn't it that's right I, I i was interested in that because it's happened so many times in the past it it happened to me years and years ago i was doing a picture of the lady you remember the lace ladies yeah you must remember those a little while ago i think we've got them somewhere on the side i did an exercise of the lace ladies um dress well i did that quite a long time ago i mean we're looking at years and years perhaps 20 years ago possibly i tell you when it was it was when i had the carbothella pencils i was using them and i got to a point with that picture that i couldn't carry on uh and by then i'd already been teaching for a while so i knew other people have had this problem I thought, well, what shall I do? I know. I'll put it to one side. And I did. I put it in a, in a, a food bag and put it away. I got it out. But five years later, I got it out. No again. way. Because that, by then, I had um, done the – I changed the Faber-Cassell. And I knew the Faber-Cassell pencils were stronger. And I thought, you know, I, I came across it again. I didn't get it out again. I came across it. I thought, oh, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll pursue that. I did it, and it was great. It worked well. So it happened to me, and it's happened to many, many people. When you get a block, you get a block. What it is, though, Steve, is you're trying to copy one of my pictures or um, somebody else's pictures, but you're trying to do it, and you're trying to do it as good as them. Now, you can't ever achieve that, not unless you've got the experience to be able to do it. So what you've got to do is say to yourself – I'm going to do the very best I can here, and um, I'll, when, it, when I finished it, I shall look at it and say, I've done the best I can, uh, but the next one, I shall, I've learned from that, so I'm going to do the next one better. Now, that is an ideal world situation, but that doesn't always happen when you're in the middle of something like that. You're looking at a picture, and it's not going right. Uh, and the best thing you can do is to shelve it put it to one side, the worst thing you can do is scrap it. As soon as you scrap something like that, it's counterproductive. You're saying, that's rubbish, rip it up. And that takes a lot of getting over because you'll always remember that you failed at that particular picture. It's better to put it to one side and look back on it a little, little while, maybe a week or two weeks or months later. Because I bet you when that picture comes out of mothballs, and uh, Ivana looks at it again, she think, what was I on about? That's not bad. Hmm. You look at it in a different way. And she'd be able to carry on with it then. And because uh, in my opinion, it wasn't that bad. Hmm. It wasn't, it, it was, it was okay. Uh, so 
if she does that, I guarantee that she will actually finish a picture. And when you finish a picture like that, you think, gosh, you know, a big sigh of relief. Yeah, I bet you felt even better mm. uh, that you didn't scrap it. Well, that I would definitely wouldn't scrap that picture. It's not. It, it's too good a picture to to scrap. Mm. And the other problem you've got with that is that. Or, or the other thing that I would definitely suggest you do when you do that, because you, you kind of uh, had take a backward step by saying to yourself, you know, I can't do this. I'm going to put it away. You should then move on to something you're really familiar with, something you really know that you're good at. You know, an animal maybe, or a landscape, or something you know you're good at, and do that because it restores your confidence. Then, mm. excellent, a good bit of advice. I think I think it's it's something that uh, I've given many many times, Steve, and it works really well. Mm. Um, Good. Okay. So uh, there's there's a comment that's come on uh, through YouTube, and uh, I, I thought it was worth mentioning because it's something I couldn't uh, disagree more with. And it's it came on the uh, using trace down uh, video on our YouTube channel, and. Uh, they say, as far as I'm concerned, tracing is only acceptable if doing so from your own work. Tracing from photographs is cheating and you will never develop observational skills by tracing from them. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, that's a really... <laughs> sort of well, the, the person who, who said that, Steve, who wrote that, is one of the lucky ones. They're one of the very few people in this world that, that can actually do that, can actually look at a photograph or, or a picture and do it from life. One of the very few. So I've, I congratulate them. I think they're doing really, really well. Unfortunately, 90% of the people uh, who uh, listen to us and go around with our uh, projects can't do that. Therefore, what are we saying to them? Sorry, 90% of members, give it up. Don't do that because it's cheating. It's crazy, isn't it? I'm afraid it is. I mean, I, I don't wish to be rude, but that's exactly what I faced many, many years ago. Uh, you, I've always given an analogy, and I'm sure probably many times I've said it to you, that when I was a younger lad, I used to play the piano, or try to. And I got one of those organs which had the uh, notes all sorted out for me. And I loved it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Never in a million years was I, would I have thought then that I could play the organ professionally. I didn't even think like that. I, I enjoyed playing the music. Now, I know that there are millions and millions of people out there who do exactly the same thing. They've got their little, little um, you know, organ in front of them and then they play their music the way I did, and have a lot of fun with it. You're not pretending, you're not uh, professing to be a great musician, you're just enjoying yourself. In artwork, this is where the analogy comes in, in artwork, thousands, millions of people like to do artwork, and it's an enjoyable and uh, pleasurable thing to do. We know from the comments and the um, accolades that we get that we're doing the right thing. So when someone comes along like that with a view blanketed 
you know, and say, you should all give up, you're all cheating. I'm afraid that does get my blood going a bit. It's the fact that that's still a mindset out there as well, with all of the tools and all of the uh, assist, uh, things that are out there to assist you with anything creative. Um, I just I was just a bit surprised, a bit shocked. Uh, well, I haven't replied. I'm not going to reply. There's no, no need oh, it's to not, reply. It's not worth but, it. It's not worth it. But it was worth mentioning because uh, it, it shows another side to obviously there's, there's people out there that still feel like that. Um, oh yeah, oh, that, that it's cheating, which is crazy, and it's crazy. And uh, but the thing is, people uh, that trace uh, and and do develop skills from tracing can go on to be professional artists. Mm-hmm. So uh, who's to say that they they aren't deserving of that career because you know they did they traced and that's how they learn. I, I think probably. Um, coming off from there, I would probably say square drawing is probably a slightly better way to go. It's it's like the next move. If you're tracing down from a photograph or using a photograph to trace down with, I I kind of feel that's okay. Nothing wrong with it at all. Um, I say millions of people do it, but square drawing is using your own uh, ability then within the framework. So that that works out. It's like upgrade. Um, it's an upgrade, yeah. It's an upgrade. It's it's a stage before you get to this other chap or person who's done it until you get to his level. Mm. So it's it, you could start with tracing, then square drawing, and then by learning both of those skills, you could work on go, get onto freehand. It doesn't matter because because you're yeah if you do or if you don't, but it's it's mm. it's a, a good step mm. to getting towards that. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more with you on that. But as I say, we, we are teaching drawing skills and people, I'm sure, are, are going to enjoy the ones we've got coming up uh, where they are drawing freehand. Mm. Try our free courses and sign up today. Visit colinbradleyart.co.uk yeah, so the uh, the fox is a, a subject we released last week and it's gone down an absolute storm. Everyone has said some amazing, amazing things and uh, a few uh, members have, uh, have signed up because of the fox, they've told me specifically. Uh. So, uh, so that's, um, that's good and, and we're really uh, glad to, to, to welcome all the new people and that that picture inspires them to pick up the pasta pencil. Well, that's, that's, that's what we like to do. And um, there's, there's some lovely ones coming up too. If you like the fox, you're going to like these others too. Um, so, you know, I'm sure people, when they sign up, they think, oh, I can do the fox and that would be the end of it then. It isn't, folks. Now, explore the site. There's so many lovely things already on there and fantastic things coming up too. Mm. I'm always on searching. Um, I, was, I got in touch with a friend of mine yesterday, Steve, um, one of your mum's friends, actually, but uh, she's now a friend of mine as well. And she'd done a, a little... I, I, it's like a little kangaroo. It wasn't kangaroo. I get called over the coals for this. It, it, was, a, it was like a little kangaroo, tiny little thing with a, with a baby. And uh, I, said to, I said to her, would you mind... Because she took take the photograph. And I said, well, would you mind if I use the photograph? Not at all, she said. Uh, only too happy to. So I've got that sort of coming up. And the, the, 
this is where I, I'm just giving you an idea of where I get my um, information from. There's another one that um, your uncle Dave, uh, wife Sue, so your auntie Sue, has got a friend, uh, her sister called Denise, who's got a fantastic uh, dog. It's like a German Shepherd, but it's beautiful colouring. And uh, I saw that the other day, and I absolutely fell in love with it. Anyway, I've been in touch with her and said, could I use it? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Mm. Be thrilled that you should do it. I'm just giving people ideas that where they can get them from. It doesn't matter, you know, where you get these. But these, when, I see, when I'm inspired by things like that, when I see a picture like that, I, I want to do it. I just mm. want to drop everything and do it. Mm. That's, uh, so this is, there's a lot coming up of that same kind of thing. Yep. The cartoons as well are, are coming up, uh, I, I hope, shortly in the next few weeks, if I can uh, get my finger out, uh, they'll be coming up <laughs> soon and uh, have a whole new section on the website um, for, for cartoons. And that will be available to all-in members. So the members that have got the all-in membership uh, mm-hmm. will get access to all of those. So uh, if you aren't already an all-in member or you want to upgrade for when those cartoons come out, go on the site, pick your plan. Yeah, well, they're 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 lovely. They they are, they are, in my opinion, one of the best things I've done. The cartoons, I loved loved them, loved them to bits. Mm. So I hope people will like them too. Yeah, we'll do a we'll do a special podcast on those cartoons because it's mm. something completely different uh, to the website, and we'll we'll cover that in a bit more detail. But this is drawing skills, Steve. Um, you know, they're, they're going to have people who want to do those cartoons. They're going to have to draw them freehand. I mean, yeah. we've got, they're getting a little bit of help. Um, we won't give too much away, but they're getting a little bit of help. But they've still got to draw them. Yep, absolutely. So if you've got a question for the show, then you can go to colinbradleyart.co.uk and click the contact page at the top. And uh, as always, it'd be great if you could leave us a little positive review on iTunes and you can get access uh, to the podcast on iTunes from our website or just by searching iTunes. You'll find us there. And um, we'll have uh, some more questions answered for you next week, some more topics of discussion. And uh, that's it. Got nothing more. Great. Okay. (laughs) So thanks everyone for listening. I'm Steve Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy Enjoy your week. You've been listening to Colin Bradley Artcast. Learn to draw and paint online at your own pace in your own home. For free courses and more information, visit colinbradleyart.co.uk. Thank <laughs> you.